1: My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions, and we have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of callers on hold, so I will get to them in just a minute, but before we do, I've got a guest, and this is a special lady. Her name is Roberta Grimes. Hi, Roberta. You with Hi. us?
2: Hi. Hi, Julie.
1: Hi, Roberta. Hi, Roberta. And I got to be on Roberta's show recently. And you guys, this is an extraordinary gal because she's an attorney and she's an author of several books. How many books,
2: Roberta? Five or six? I'm not sure. Something like that. No, <laughs> how
1: can I, you not to be tell sure? You the tr-
2: it's sort of, you know, they say, if you know how rich you are, you're not very rich. Well, I like to think of myself as a prolific writer, so I'm not even sure how many. It's between six and eight, something like that.
1: Oh my gosh, you're hilarious. All right. And 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 most of Roberta's books are about the afterlife and communicating with the deceased and things like that, as my son Jonathan said when he was say My mommy can talk
2: to dead people. And so Roberta, I think you're in the same boat, right? Yeah, except I'm not psychic. I, I, I mean I admire what you do, but I could not imagine doing it myself. But I, you know, you know, they say if you can do it, you do it; otherwise, you teach or something like that. Well, what I do is Ah, research, right? And and teach how it's how people are able to what what they've learned, um, how they can put it all together. But I could never be able to do it myself.
1: Sure, you can. Everybody's born with the ability. (laughs) Say that (laughs) absolutely,
2: absolutely.
1: Well, well, that's what I teach in my class, and and most people come in and they have no skills, and we. They learn really fast, and actually in the first week, every class, um, the first hour is lecture and discussion, and the second hour is practicum. We practice, and people up in the first week are amazed. They can do it.
2: Everybody can do it, Roberta. I think that's probably true, but as you know, um, we have guides, and our guides help us with whatever the mission is that we had planned for this lifetime, and I'm a teacher. Um, that's right. I, I, my, my guides help me understand that it's really not my voyage to uh, to be um, a, a psychic of any kind, but instead it's my voyage to teach everyone uh, what what goes on at and after death, what the truth is. That's why mm-hmm. my podcast is called Seek Reality. It's time we all did that.
1: Well, I have a newsflash for you, girlfriend. You are psychic because you're communicating with your guides. Well, yeah, I know. but I, Hello? You know, yeah, Hello? of course.
2: Of course. Yes. I yeah. know, but reluctantly. It's sort of like I have to have a team or I have no clue what I'm doing, but fortunately I do have that team.
1: Yes, well, and obviously that legal background helps you with the research part of the equation yes. too doesn 't it absolutely right, yes, and so give everybody a little flavor of something
2: that you've discovered that surprised you. everything surprises me it's it's astonishing. When you do all this, and I've been doing this research for 50 years, and the most important thing for everyone to know is that we are infinitely loved. We're taught by our religions, whatever those religions are, that we're, you know, fallen and, uh, uh, you know, sinful, and we have all these negative things going on, but we don't have any of those negative things. They just come from the religious teachings, which have nothing to do with God. Instead, the truth is that you, in particular, are infinitely loved. That's the big news
1: I agree. I always say all spirits are pure love, and and it's hard to wrap our human minds around that because we think of someone who's just been an awful human, and we think, oh, they're burning in hell for eternity. And that's not my perception of how it works. It's no, that all, all that snarky personality stays with the body when
2: somebody dies. And yeah, there is and, no there's no fiery hell, but that, there's right. no judgment by God. All of these things. <coughs> that are true are, in fact, in the Gospels. Jesus said them, but no Christian really reads the Gospels with any without putting uh, uh, all kinds of uh, slants on it and flavors on it. Just read the Gospels. Jesus tells us the truth. It would make life so simple.
1: Well, and they've been translated into so many different languages, and yes. I love it when there's a Bible scholar who will say, okay, here's the original meaning written in Greek,
2: yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, back right. was the time for that. Oh my! Back in the
1: day, and then uh-huh. and then it's been manipulated and and it kind of messed up for lack, lack of a better word to in the different translations, and then of course different rulers and people in power would manipulate it to
2: serve whatever their needs were to control the masses. Is my understanding. Well, it, it's very simple. I mean, the the modern tra- there are very good modern translations of the Gospels, and they are actually closer to what the dead tell us Jesus actually said than our translations from Aramaic, which was his language. Instead, the two step translations, the modern ones that went first to Greek and then from Greek to modern languages, are more accurate.
1: What are some examples of those that you would recommend to people?
2: Of which of the Bibles? Mm-hmm. um i my what i you, we usually read is a new international version um that 's a good basic a lot of the the language is quite beautiful um, i use NASB, a new i think it 's new american something Bible. I can't remember, but it's NASB. I use that one when I'm writing because the quotation uh, language is, is very much more liberal for that one. But there are like a million, just in English, mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. so many versions mm-hmm. of the Gospels. and But in any good modern translation is fine. Stay away from anything old. The King James is appalling. Uh, but then again, they didn't know much back then. The beauty of mm-hmm. all of this is that we do continuously get new revelation from God. He helps us more precisely know what Jesus told us a long time ago. You don't have to be a Christian to go to heaven. You don't have to even have a religion to go to heaven. Everybody Mm -hmm. goes to the same place.
1: Well, I think that's probably a good thing during COVID because a lot of us haven't been able to go to church. Most of us, <laughs> true.
2: You, know? yes, you don't even have to go. Isn't that great?
1: Yeah, not <laughs> not just here in the U.S., but elsewhere. I talk to people from all over the world, and you know, everything's shut down. It's starting to open back up, but yeah. you know, this is the longest I've ever not been to church in my whole life.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: I, yeah. I mean, if I if I missed. A Sunday once in a blue moon. I was feeling guilty when I was younger and every once in a while when I'm traveling or something I'll miss. But my goodness, not for several months
2: like this. Just pick up up a, a modern Bible and start reading the Gospels, just the Gospels, and you'll have been to church. Wonderful. Well, how can everybody find you? My website is robertagrimes.com, and I blog every week, and we get a lot of activity on my blog. It's out on Sunday mornings. Some people say they do that instead of church, especially now when you can't go to church. Um, And my uh, podcast is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on webtalkradio.net. Um, and that's all, it's also just about everywhere that you can find a podcast. There's even an app for free in the iTunes app store where it'll just give you my podcast every week. But those are the two main things I'm doing now. We're looking at doing an online uh, version. It's just a, a place where people can go to get their questions answered because uh, many people have questions. Uh, the, the science doesn't tell us what really goes on at and after death, and neither does any religion. Um, So the truth, as it's been put together by a lot of researchers over more than 100 years, is so comforting, and it feels real because it is real. Mm -hmm.
1: And everybody, I get Roberta's newsletter, and it is terrific, and you put a ton of work into those. I can tell when (laughs) I read them each week. (laughs) I know you do. Thank you so much, dear. Yes. Yes. I know. Well, yeah. I know what's involved in doing my blog every week, and my goodness, mine's like a fraction
2: of the length of yours. I, I and I—it's a ministry. It's—it is yeah. a ministry. This is what you do. It's a ministry. Right. So we're, we're we're serving people spiritually, which is the most fun there can possibly be on earth.
1: I agree, and I live in the deep south. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. You may remember that, Roberta. And so down uh-huh. here, they would say, "We're being led to do this
2: work." <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's right, and it is the greatest joy there is. It really is. I'm so glad to get to sort of talk to talk to you with your your people who will come and, and visit with you, and I'm eager to sort of hear, um, you know, how you help them because th- this is an area where I was very skeptical, but I've come to understand there are some excellent excellent um, spiritual mediums, and I'm I'm just looking forward to hear, how you do it.
1: Okay, well, it's always fun because it's different every week. We get people calling from all over with all kinds of questions, so it makes it really fun. Well, thanks for joining us. And everybody, I'm going to post a link to the show that I was on with Roberta on my social media Ask Julie Ryan on Instagram and Ask Julie Ryan on Facebook. So you'll be able to link easily to Roberta's information. So, Roberta, thanks so much. I'm going to put you back on on hold and you'll be able to listen to the show
2: thank you dear
1: all right take care bye-bye bye bye. Bye. all right let's go to the phones i believe our first caller is david hi david
3: hi hello how are you i'm good how are you i i had listened to a, a previous podcast i i believe you had a birthday just now i did yesterday yeah, happy belated birthday, then. Thanks so much. It was very
1: fun. I worked all day, and then uh, we got to go to the Cheesecake Factory and pick up uh drive-by. That was just my favorite restaurant. And I even had a piece of keto cheesecake, which was okay. It, was, you know, it wasn't like white chocolate truffle, but it was pretty good. <laughs> so, thank you, David. I appreciate that. Where are you calling us yeah. from? Uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. Okay.
3: Sure. You got a question for me? I do. Um, Well, I'm thankful that you're exchanging your time and offering a help. Um, I just want to begin. Yeah. I just want to begin stating that I understand there's like a respect to like ethics of reading, um, reading like other people's energies and stuff. And Mm -hmm. also like the potential Mm -hmm. of like the butterfly effect of like clairvoyance. So I like, I understand all of that. Um, my question deals with relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, back in March, my girlfriend and I broke up. We were, we were only together for a couple months, but, you know, we were great. It was awesome every day. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like in the peripheral of her life was like a volcano that was about to blow, like mm-hmm. massive intensive turmoil regarding like her family, her little daughter. It just really like entangled stuff that just happened to be happening at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, a couple of weeks prior to the breakup, the energy was literally escalating in tandem with the escalation of COVID like in our country. Mm -hmm. Like the day that the U S declared a state of emergency was the same day that she told me that she was not able to be in a relationship because she just needed to get her life together before she could move forward at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So with a couple of exceptions, it's been no contact between us. Uh, I want to stay away anyway, so she could heal. Um, It's like the relationship went in quarantine at the exact same time. It's just surreal. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this isn't – I'm not the only one that's having a surreal uh, experience in the middle of all this in the world, but this is my version of that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the meantime, I've had enough – I've had more than enough intuition telling me to hang tight and be patient since the break. Mm -hmm. You know, everything will work out. My question is, um, at this point, since she needed the break, is she going to initiate the major move to reach back to me, or am I responsible to ease my way back into her life? What's her name,
1: David? Can you give us
3: her first name? Amanda.
1: Amanda. So will you and Amanda get back together in a romantic relationship? How about that? In a, At this time, David, I'm getting a no. Now, here's the deal with time. Things that are happening, things that have happened in the past are set. Things that are happening right now are set. Things that are going to happen in the future are fluid. So that may be different tomorrow or next week or next month. But right now is all I can give you as far as future events information is what I'm getting at this moment in time. There are a whole bunch of variables that will come in and affect an outcome for
3: a future event.
1: So right now I'm getting you won't get back with her.
3: Yeah. I didn't think I was going to get back with her right now. Um, My own guides and everything like that say that it, it will happen in time. Okay. Um, It's just that this is, I just don't know how to, I don't know. I guess I just don't know how to like reach back into if I should be doing anything or what.
1: No, let it unfold. I think when we try and control things, we stop the energy from flowing and focus on what it is you want, not, what, not that you're not in touch with her. Focus on what you want, and that's going to help you move forward with her or with whomever. So I, I would say be open-minded as far as what you're focusing on. Take the things that you really enjoyed about Amanda and perhaps other loves that you've had, and then add to that equation what you're looking for, and let it flow because the more we try and control stuff, the more we just stay on a hamster wheel, and nothing changes. so that would be my my suggestion to you. Thanks so much for calling in. I appreciate it and uh and and good luck with your love life. I'm sure if it's not Amanda, it will be somebody else wonderful. Let me tell you one other quick thing. I'm a sorority advisor at the University of Alabama. I have 450 girls in this sorority, and I've done it for 10 years. So there's a lot of girls that have come through there, and you can imagine a lot of drama. And when their hearts are broken by a breakup from either they've broken up with their boyfriend or whatever, I, I say I'm going to tell you one four-letter word I want you to remember. I'm going to tell you next. the same thing next. Exactly. So it's next. Yeah,
3: I heard you say that in another yeah. podcast. You remember that. Uh, I, well, I mean, the future is fluid. I guess right now I should just expect nothing. I still I think you you know, expect have my what you,
1: with
3: her. you expect
1: what you want. And I got to run because I got a whole bunch of people I'm going to try and get on. But good luck. Focus on what it is you want. Okay. Thank you Thanks for so calling. Much. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's see who's next. I believe it's Mihoko. Let me find you here. Where are you, girl? Here you are.
4: Hi, Mihoko. How are you? Hi. I'm good. (laughs) Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. Yes, I'm uh, calling from Los Angeles. All right. You got a question for me? Yes. Um, Actually, two months ago, I was on your show, and uh, um, I had a SIBO Mm -hmm. and uh, candida for almost three three and a half years or so. And then I just found mold. Mm. The test found yeah. I have a mold. A and, mold issue uh, in your home? Yeah. So somebody told me that uh, you may be able to scan the house and see where the sources are. I yeah. already tried to, yeah, try to clean up certain kitchen areas and the bathroom areas and all that. I don't have a roof leak or anything at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, but just whatever, and I said, because I do need to heal and my doctor highly recommended to just look, look around everything and maybe you can kind of feel what is happening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you want me to, do you want me to get the mold out of you first? Oh, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm on detox right now, but. Yes, get okay. everything out of my system. <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, that's like the most important thing is let's get you handled
1: first. All right, so I'm connecting to you. How this works for those of you that are first time listeners is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. I close my eyes and I watch a laser beam come from my home and my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's heading out to you in LA. And it knows the it knows the route, Mioko, because my son and daughter-in-law live there, and I lived there a long time. Oh. So, yeah, so it knows where to go. All right, got you. Shooting energy from your feet up through top of your head. Yeah. All right, so I'm clearing it out of your energy fields. Okay. I have a hologram of you in my mind's eye. And I'm clearing out the mold. It's like I'm a human MRI or something. I can see or an X-ray or a CT scan. And so I'm clearing that out. I'm going up into your head because mold spores like to hang out in those little crevices in the brain matter. So I imagine spreading it out like if you're rolling out cookie dough to make cookies at Christmas time, you know, sugar <laughs> cookie dough. And I, I'm i irrigating the mold spores out of those crevices. They hang out there even years later. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. And then your brain goes back to normal and it's back in. Okay, all right. Couple of things. Uh, first of all, you want to go to a website called V as in Victor. Do you have a pen, Miyoko? Yes. Okay. okay. V as in Victor. C as in Charlie. The number four. H as in Harry, W as in white.com. And that is a doctor's website named Dr. Andrew Heyman, H-E-Y-M-A-N, M-D. Andrew Heyman, M-D. He is, he is the most eloquent person I've ever heard speak on mold. And my friend Dave Asprey from Bulletproof Fame, Bulletproof Coffee, Bulletproof Products, bulletproof.com he I was talking to Dave about Lyme being misdiagnosed as mold a lot when I get somebody on my radar and they've been diagnosed with Lyme I, I almost always see mold and mm-hmm. so he said oh you need to listen to this interview that I did so I just learned about this guy Andrew Heyman, MD go to his site and you'll learn a lot listen to that podcast too you'll have a there'll be a link on there with with okay. Dave Asprey for bulletproof. The other place I want you to go is Home Biotic. H-O-M-E-Biotic B-I-O-T-I-C dot com. And home biotic is a non-toxic spray that has bacteria in it that eats the mold. It's mm-hmm. great. And I use it in my washing machine. You can use it around around windows, things like that. So as I'm walking in your house, I'm walking in the front door What's, in the, what's to the left of the front door when you walk in your house?
4: Uh, walk into the house, um, it's a wall, and I have a kitchen okay. on the right-hand side, and okay. I have a stairs going up. A stairs going up on that left wall, so it's on the
1: mm-hmm. left side? All right. That left wall's side. got mold in it. The front of the house um, has mold in it. Do you have windows in the front that, that you can come down the stairs and see out a window?
4: No, I have a window upstairs up okay. right against the, the little, uh win- the stairs. Okay. The
1: front part of the house on the stairs or the side part? Uh
4: the this I have a large balcony type of mm-hmm. sliding
1: door. Okay. I'm seeing mold around the windows. You've got a leak somewhere. So go go to homebiotic.com. Get that home test kit. You can do it at home. Schedule an appointment. Let's do a full scan of your house, and we'll figure out where all the mold is. Okay, but the important thing was was we cleared it at least initially out of your body. Mm Mm-hmm. And okay. go, go check those other websites. All righty? Okay, great. Okay. Thank Thanks you. for calling. You bet. Oh, Feel you better. Thank you. And happy birthday. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All righty. Let's go to Kate next. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl?
5: Okay. Um, Good. So my My question is, my husband of 47 years passed away in July of a heart attack, and it was right after we uh, came back from the doctor's office. He had a chest X-ray and blood work, Mm
4: -hmm. and
5: I'm wondering if there was a a malpractice because uh, we received a call the next day that they had lost his blood work. They were trying to see if he um, had congestive heart failure.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: First of all, tell us where you're calling from, please. Philadelphia. Okay. Secondly, we all decide when we go, where we go, who's with us when we go, and what the circumstances are when we go. So there's lots of stories, Kate. If you ask any funeral director, they have lots of stories about the family sat with grandma for two weeks straight and Aunt Susie was on duty, and she got up to get a cup of coffee and was out of the room for five minutes, and Grandma passed when Aunt Susie was out of the room. So we know there's lots of validation out there about we all decide when, where, how, with whom we are when we go. So is there a a malpractice situation there? Perhaps. But at the end of the day, do you really want to go through that? No, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think he that's when he chose to go. Could they have prevented it? Maybe yes, maybe no. But um I think it's it's a slog to go through that. And the fact that he died right when you got home from the doctor's office. I think it's going to be a crapshoot in court. let <laughs> see if Roberta's still on. We can pull her up and see what she says. Let me see if she's still on as a lawyer. But I know lawyers that defend doctors in malpractice suits. It's a slog, and it's a bunch of money to do that. To Roberta's still on here. Roberta, I'm going to mute, unmute you.
2: Roberta, you want to
1: join in here on this?
2: Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm i not a, um, a, a plaintiff's attorney or a defense attorney. That's just not the kind of, I primarily did um, corporate law and um, estate planning. But I would just say, I would agree with you, um, that there are many times when things happen that seem to be somebody's fault. But to prove fault in any situation, whether it's medical or otherwise, is very, very difficult. And if you can't prove it, then it doesn't matter whether it was someone's fault. You're never going to recover for it. So I would agree with you. It's too much trouble. I mean, if the doctor did, in fact, hit him over the head and he went home and fell over with a hematoma, that would be different. But the doctor was just, you know, the fact that he didn't spot that he was this close to dying doesn't necessarily mean that anyone could have spotted that. And they would bring in experts big time to show that there's no way that anyone could have known that that was about to happen. So well, I agree with you. It's not worth Yeah, it. it. The other thing, Kate, is you're going to
1: be up against that doctor's insurance company, to Roberta's point. And they got yeah. way more money than you do unless you're it like a trust fund baby Vanderbilt Rockefeller combo or something. Yeah, right. So right. Um, that would be. And having said all that, one of the stages of grief is, is anger. You know, it's it's like you know you're you're trying to move through all these stages of grief, and that's one of them too. So, I hope that helps. Thanks Roberta. I'm gonna put you back on mute. Um, I hope that helps. Yeah.
4: With, yeah. Answer I'm your just question.
1: To about
5: anger, like, yeah. that you think I sound angry? That that's why I'm
1: even thinking of this? No, 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 no. I think, but, you know, if you go through the stages of grief, when my mom died, there was, uh, my sister was saying, well, I think the doctor made a mistake and blah, 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 blah. And I think, think, okay, maybe they did. But at the end of the day, we all decide when we go. What would be the point of suing? I mean, why would you do that? Um, I, I think there were
5: some signs. Like, I don't know why the doctor didn't just send him over to the ER, Uh you know, his vital signs and so forth. Or why, why didn't they do like an EKG right there in the office?
4: Uh
5: You know, they said, get some blood work next week uh, or get a chest X-ray next week and get blood work. Like just go downstairs and get the blood work now, which we did. Uh And um, he said to me, you probably want me to get the chest X-ray. Don't you kind of like, he would drag his feet if it was next week, and I said, "Yeah, let's let's go." So mm-hmm. it was a bit of a trek, uh, you know, to go get the X ray, and I pushed him back in the wheelchair back home, back from the X ray. You know, all of it was exertion. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just seems like you know maybe we didn't get good advice.
1: Yeah, well, my advice is let it go. I've been involved in a couple of big lawsuits that I've won, but it was six figures that it cost me in lawyer fees to do it. And, you know, when you're going up against a big insurance company, like Roberta said, unless you got a really, really good case, you're just going to be spending a whole bunch of money, I'm afraid, without a, a good outcome for you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I hope that oh. helped. But,
0: but I, our condo- appreciate- my
1: condolences on your husband on losing your Thank husband. Thank you very much. Thank you're you. welcome. Thanks for calling. Take care. You, you. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's see who else we have. I think our next caller's Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl?
4: <laughs> Good, girl. Happy birthday, girl. Thank you. Aww. I appreciate
1: that. Where are you calling us from?
4: Hi, I'm calling from Wisconsin.
1: Okay. You got a question
6: and for me? Yes. The question I have is... I was wondering if there's any tears in my energy field. Um, I've been struggling with depression for quite a while Mm -hmm. and
1: just wondering what caused it. Okay. Well, let me get you on my radar and let's see what's going on. It may just be a physiological thing. Always there's a tear in the energy field membrane or a hole if there's a medical condition going on. It always precedes okay. it, and it comes from an emotional event so let me let me go in and see what's happening. yeah, I do see depression, okay, talk to me. I'm removing that Depression looks like kind of a grayish fog energy, like a cloud, like a grayish cloud that's over your your body, a hologram of you that's in my mind's eye, and so I'm removing that. I'm seeing some inflammation. In your system, and inflammation looks like red fog over body parts, Jenny. So I'm calming that down with anti-inflammatory energy, which is a royal blue color, and then I can mm. see underneath it and see what's going on with that. Um, all right, so I'm seeing. Uh, looks like little red. Um, looks like little red dots. Have you ever seen somebody with the measles? Oh yeah. In your energy field, yeah, maybe you saw it. This is a gut biome thing, I think, that's causing it. How young are you? I am 46. Okay, all right. You don't look like you're in perimenopause yet to me. Your hormone levels look okay. But I'm seeing some gut biome stuff. So I'm just going to laser the daylights out of these little critters that are in your energy field, in your GI tract. And okay. um, and then <laughs> it's like I have this laser and I laser them. And it's, <laughs> it's it's hilarious, Jenny, because it, it obliterates the inside and then it just leaves these carcasses. They look like these little shells. You know what a D3 uh, vitamin looks like? Those little capsules, yeah. those little tiny capsules. Yeah. Imagine that even smaller. And then I suck them out. And so that's what I just oh, did with you. I'm going to send me an email, dot com, and ask for the gut biome link. And I will send you a link to get a gut biome test. And that's going to tell you food is the best medicine to heal our guts and that will tell you what your superfoods are and what the foods are for you to avoid because oftentimes we'll um we'll be eating foods that we think are healthy and they are but they're just not necessarily healthy for us so that's what I'll I'll send to you and it's for a little bit of a discount off of that. So shoot, shoot so me a link. So it was link.
5: just the little red spots you saw? You didn't see yeah. any tears at it
1: all? It, it was critters. It was critters in your system. Um, oh, goodness. I am seeing a tear in your energy field membrane. That was your original question, wasn't it? Okay. Right. So, you know, we fixed the body part before we fixed the tear. So let me stitch that up and put a patch on top of it and laser it in place. Yes. All right. You're all fixed. So Wonderful. I do, the, do the gut biome thing. Let's see what your superfoods are to help you get well. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Oh, Take thank care. Bye bye. Have you ever heard of cozy earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft. And they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth bedding. I love them and so will you. All righty, let's see who's next. I believe it is Miss Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, Hi,
5: Julie.
6: Happy birthday. Thanks, girl. How are you? I'm fine. May God give you good health, happiness, prosperity, and may all your wishes come true. (laughs) Thank you. They do. Most of the time, I would say. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from the epic center of the coronavirus, Queens, New York. Yeah, really. How are you doing up there? It's scary. I've been at, I've been away from my office since my the uh since March thirteenth. Right. I haven't been in the city uh since that day.
1: Yeah. Are you working work from in, home?
6: Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm very lucky but I'm a data entry person, so if they mm-hmm. give me work I work. If I don't have the work, I don't have the work and I still get paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not Good. my fault. That's that's my job, you know. Right. I work right. in a youth development center in New York city and what I do, it depends how many young people come to my company to have mm-hmm. their services, mm-hmm. but you know, <laughs> you know, but it's not my fault, you know, but it, yeah. I'm very fortunate. I get paid right. and we're a nonprofit organization. So we right. got to see what happens. All right. Yeah. The reason well, you got I'm a question co- for me. Yes, I do. Um, my mother back in, um, In December, the uh, the Sunday before Christmas, she got a flu shot. Then the Friday after Christmas, she developed a sore throat. The next day, my brother and I took her to the doctor, to the urgent care, and she had, the doctor said, uh, the sore throat's coming from sinusitis. So she had sinus problems. Uh, Mm -hmm. She had a sinus infection, so she was given antibiotics and a steroid. Okay, so months later, people are talking about, I hear people talking about, when the uh, coronavirus started, how people were sick back in November and December. Now, it's making me think, this is a two-part question, it's making me think that my mother had the coronavirus, that that what she had. We're being tested. We got tested for the, uh, for the antibodies, my mother and I, mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So that's a two-part question. Was what she had back in, because I was sick afterwards. I, um, the next day, I, I wasn't feeling well that Sunday. I stayed home Monday and it was New Year's Eve. The next day I went to work for a few hours, but I was very fatigued and felt like I was coming down with something for a few weeks, but I'm okay now. But, like, did, was that the coronavirus my mother had, or was it just sinusitis? And do both of us have the antibodies against corona?
1: I get that you both have the antibodies right now, Patty. And uh, I believe you were exposed. I don't get that that's what either of you had, but I do get that you've been exposed and the antibodies will show up in those tests. Right.
6: Because at my job, the that week that the last day I was there, um, an email was sent to everybody at my company that's saying that somebody was being tested with coronavirus. And mm-hmm. we were told to like wait to see. If they got, if that person, they weren't allowed to say who this person was. And I don't even know who this person was. Mm -hmm. But the the health department was supposed to contact the people that they were around. I never Mm -hmm. got contacted. So I said to myself, oh, no, I don't, you know, I don't think it was me. But it made me think, does my mother and I, both of us have the antibodies or just me?
1: I get both of you.
6: So I believe that that's what she had back in December. I get a no on that. But oh, it doesn't wow. matter. I
1: mean, as soon as,
6: as she could have had a reaction from the flu
1: shot, right? Yeah, that's which true. is very common. That, that's what right. I was getting when you were telling me about it. That she had a reaction from the flu shot, and she's elderly too. How old is she, Patty?
6: Eighty-seven. Going to yeah. be eighty-eight in August.
1: Right.
6: But she did, right. she's not. Sick, but she has other health issues. Yeah. But she, you know, when you think that somebody like her could be in a ventilator, but she's not. Yeah, that's great. So it's like, well, that means that's good. She, she, you're taking good care of her. She's doing good. Fine. Yeah. Thank well, you. thanks for calling. So, good luck with so that. So that means. So that means I'm able to. If I. If I. Because the test is supposed to come back hopefully by next week. So you believe that I have the antibodies. So I don't fear about having. Because I want my mother to have the antibodies because we we haven't seen my niece. Right. And since then, because my sister won't allow my niece around us because right. she Patty, I'm going to need to run. Okay. Patty, let me run because right. I want to get somebody Bye. else on. But I
1: think you're both good, and I think uh-huh. she had a reaction to the flu shot. All right.
0: Thank okay. you. Okay,
1: take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. Okay, we do this show, everybody, every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. You can find this information a whole bunch of places. Anywhere you download podcasts, we're on dozens and dozens of networks around the world. Uh, we're on Alexa. We're on YouTube. All this information is in the show notes. Also, I send out a blog each week, which is a question somebody has submitted online. I answer it. It's in the body of the email. Here, hey, remember, here are the call-in numbers. Call in and join us this week. And also on my website. AskJulieRyan.com, you'll see it there. Every Thursday when we do this show, I will post it on my social media at AskJulieRyan on Instagram and AskJulieRyan on Facebook. So there's lots of places where you can go to find this call-in information. When you're on my site, sign up for my blog, and then you'll get a reminder each week. And the questions are usually interesting obviously they're the ones that are chosen to be on and uh and sign up for a private session and then I'll have you for a whole hour. And if you think, oh my gosh, I'm booked out for six weeks or something, go ahead and get on the calendar because we can move you once you're in the system on the calendar. People rearrange their appointments all the time. I talked to somebody yesterday on my birthday who got that appointment the day before because somebody rearranged their time. So go ahead and get on the calendar and then we can go from there and and move you around. Okay, the question this week came from someone that called herself anonymous and she lives in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And she said, hi, Julie, I have a question about something that's been plaguing me with guilt and shame for many years. This question may be controversial for some. In your book, Angelic Attendance, you describe how the spirits of deceased loved ones show up when we're dying to help us transition into the spirit world. You state that you've seen spirits of unborn babies show up as well. My impression is that you are mostly talking about miscarried babies. In my 20s, I had an unplanned pregnancy and I made the difficult decision to abort. At that time, I didn't feel that I was in a position to raise a child. I'm now a proud mother of two beautiful teenage boys, and when I think back, I wonder if I made the wrong decision. Have you seen aborted babies show up during transition as well? Would that baby have made a contract on when it would die, or was my decision, self-will, overriding its contract? Any insight that you have on this is much appreciated. Thank you. And my response is, hi, Anonymous. Thanks for having the courage to ask such a heartfelt question, one many women wonder about. It's been my experience in working with countless families over the past couple of decades that indeed the spirits of miscarried, stillborn, and aborted babies are present when their mother is dying. And most importantly, these baby spirits are around their mothers throughout their whole lives, the mother's whole lives. That's what I meant with that. We all choose where, when, and to whom we're born and our spirits attached to our mother's and, if applicable, our adopted mother's energy field before we're conceived. Baby spirits look like small orbs, the kind you see in photographs. They remind me of the orb Glenda the Good Witch rode inside in the Wizard of Oz movie. These orbs can be seen over their mother's shoulder. By the way, these orbs can attach to the mother's energy field years before they're conceived. It's pretty wild how some of them are there for a long time. I went on to say, in addition, and and Kate, this is what we were just talking about with you. In addition, our spirits decide when, where, how, and who's with us when we die. It's my perception there isn't a set contract about when we decide to leave. Rather, when we're finished exploring this lifetime, we simply choose to transition back into non-physical. This pertains to aborted babies as well as anyone who has ever lived. If you wish, you can communicate with your aborted baby anytime. Just say something to it either aloud or silently. Its response will immediately come into your head. It'll feel like one of your thoughts. If you think about the answer for more than a couple of seconds, that will be your brain answering you. And we can do this with any deceased loved one, anybody that's deceased for that matter, anybody that's alive. We're communicating with somebody's spirit telepathically. By the way, when spirits are attached to people who are still alive, Indigenous cultures have been doing that for millennia, like the Aboriginal cultures in Australia. They communicate with their other, other, uh, um, colleagues and family members and stuff across thousands of miles telepathically so everybody comes in with this ability roberta i know you're still listening so uh you can communicate with this baby anytime you want hope this information provides some comfort to you so thank you anonymous for sending this question in. I have gotten several emails from women saying, "Oh my gosh, thank you for answering that question. It has brought me peace because I aborted a baby or I've always wondered what's happened." I mean, it's real I've gotten a lot of response off of this. So hopefully it's bringing comfort to all of you that 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 question touched. Okay, let's go back to the phones and let's see who's next. I believe Robin is our next caller. Hi, Robin.
7: Hi, thanks for taking my call, Julie. You're welcome. Please Um, Tell everybody
1: where you're calling in from.
7: I'm calling from Canada.
1: Okay, terrific.
7: Uh, um, So first I I just wanted to say that I called, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a month ago, and I'd asked you um, uh, who my main spirit guide was, and you told Mm me. Um, And then I spoke with another psychic um, where Mm -hmm. I live, and Mm -hmm. she said the exact same thing. So I just wanted to say that it was really cool that you both had the same answer. Cool. What was the name we got? Um, It was Lola the Nun. Oh, funny.
1: I do remember that.
7: she didn't say she didn't say the name, but she said there was there's a nun, a spiritual, ascended spiritual master. So mm-hmm. She didn't do names, but it was just pretty cool that she reinforced the same thing.
1: It's so funny you think of a nun named Lola. You know, I mean Lola <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a salsa dancer to me, or like a tango dancer, right? I think of the <laughs> yeah very, exactly. the Barry Man song. You know, at the Copacabana, there when yeah. there was Lola. You know, whatever. So, um, go and ahead. I do I'm communicate sorry.
7: with her now um so that really helped me. So, my question tonight, I just wanted to know if you could um let me know of a the past life that is currently that has affected me most in my current life. Mm-hmm. My guess it's something to do with male control, but um believe we'll it with you and see what you get.
1: Let's come up with a specific question because we all live many many, many past lives, so
7: do you have okay a, let's let's refine down that question. Um, well, could we just, what past life is affecting me the most in my current life? Too general. Let's come up with something more
1: specific. Let's like, what is it that it's affecting in your current life?
7: Okay. Um, well, it's, it's probably, um, not a very good past life because it's, it's, um, it's like a. I, am, I have a hard time standing up to men and okay. uh, control, um, so I kind of had this male control, um, and I had this um, passive, uh, I, I have a hard time standing up to men, I guess.
1: Okay, so how about something like, does Robin have any past lives in which she felt controlled by men and wasn't able to do anything about it. Does that work? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's how I do past lives. Have
7: you heard me do this before? They're really fun. I've listened to you do it on the podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. They're really fun.
1: I envision myself standing in this endless hallway and it has really tall ceilings, Robin, and very narrow. And the walls are covered with mirrors. They're 12 inch by 12 inch square mirrors. And each mirror represents a different lifetime and they the walls are covered floor to ceiling. And so ask the question, does Robin have any past lives in which she was controlled by men and she wasn't able to do anything about it. Uh, and then those, those lives that correspond with that question come out from the wall as if they're on a hydraulic arm being pushed out and you've got bunches of them. Bunches, bunches bunches I, thought of bunches. I bunches yeah like all the way down the hallway as far as the I can see yeah awesome. okay so show me the one that correlates the most with what Robin's going through right now in her current life okay it's a pretty recent one it's coming it's coming out the farthest so the one that's the most prevalent or the or correlates the most comes out the farthest and then I'm standing in front of it. it's on the left pretty pretty near the further down the hall these mirrors come out that's further down in the past as we understand time robin you know time's a human concoction there time isn't a thing in the spirit world there is no time so uh so i'm gonna envision myself walking into this mirror and all right so the year 1794 i get Marseille, france Okay, and you were a man in that lifetime. Wow. Yeah, your name was Henri H-E-N-R-I. and the last name is is phonetically sounds to me like something like Fluchot, like F L, probably O U, S H, E, something like that. Fluchot. Well, it's like an O, like an E R. You know how. French has ER so anyways Henri all right what did Henri do you got one of those those uh, roughly shirts on you know and uh, and tails and you got (laughs) tights and and, uh, pants that come down to your knees like they dressed back then and Mm -hmm. uh, I can't you were a silk you worked for a silk merchant a silk merchant and you were you were like a a um oh I would say a buyer for a, a textile silk merchant. So you would buy silk from people who were producing silk. I don't think you guys manufactured, you were more like a broker. So you were buying buying the silk. It would be interesting to Google this, Robin, yeah. and see, you know, if if in fact there was a silk industry in Marseille. France, I'm sure there was at some point, you know, soaks in France were a big deal. I think they had a corner on the market for a while. I don't remember what the years were, but it would be interesting to research that. Okay. So what happened with that? I'm getting that you're you, the owner of the company was really a bully. I mean, a big time bully and it was never good enough. You were never doing enough. You were never getting good enough prices. You were never doing it, doing it right. I mean, all of that, but I get you had a wife and four children and you needed the job. So kind of like a, you know, a Christmas carol story mm-hmm. where, where, uh, you know, they worked for Scrooge, I'm blanking on the guy's name and the Christmas carol, but the father worked for Scrooge. There was Tiny Tim's father, whatever his name was, Crap Crutchit, Crap, Bob Crutchit or something like that. And he worked for Scrooge. And I get that you needed to work for this guy because you needed the job and you made a decent living and you took care of your family. So how does this correlate with Robin's current life? I get that you've been in that situation at work where you've had bosses who were male bullies and you felt like you didn't really have a say and you stayed
7: there because you needed the job and you needed the money. Does that oh, resonate? Absolutely. Oh, okay. many, many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. But yes, yeah for sure. So
1: so what I'm doing is I'm pushing that past life memory out of your energy field so it doesn't have an effect on you anymore. And the funny thing about this, Robin, is when I do that, it comes out of your pores, it looks like blue vapor coming out of your pores. And I make three passes from the bottom up and I get that past life memory removed. It it reminds me, do you know what a chia pet is at Christmas yeah. time? They'll have those crazy commercials and they got bean sprouts growing out of the little holes you know in yeah. a ceramic pet <laughs> you look like a big chia pet with blue blue vapor coming out all your pores instead of bean sprouts so cool you're clear girl yeah wonderful yeah. thank you so much that's so fun you're welcome thanks, that was fun thanks for calling yeah. take you're care bye bye oh how fun all right our next caller is sonia hi sonia hi how are you i'm well how are you I'm good. I'm so excited to be on this call. I found you through Dr. Christine Northrup on her Instagram page. Oh, she's a doll, isn't she? I call her the fairy godmother of women's health. (laughs) Yes. She is, isn't she? Yes. And it's been really fascinating watching all of her um, posts. So, anyway, I'm really happy to be here. Um, And I'm also your second caller from Philadelphia tonight, too. Oh, terrific. Wonderful. Well, what's your question for me this evening? Um, So I have a medical question or a physical, my physical body question. Um, Okay. I'm having this sort of congestion
5: or cloudy feeling on the left side of my head that's connected with my ear. I don't know if it's starting in
1: my ear or what, but I was just wondering if you could see or detect or help me understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. You have pressure. I've already connected to you just for time and I'm, I'm tunneling through your eustachian tube in your left ear. I'm not yeah. seeing inflammation, like pain. I do, it doesn't look like you're in pain. It just looks like it's no. a lot of a lot of congestion and pressure. Like you need to pop your ears after you've Yeah, exactly kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So imagine a little tiny corkscrew going through the inside of your eustachian tube, and it's tunneling through. That's going to clear up that congestion. And uh, and remove it. I'm getting that it's an allergen. There's something okay. blooming that's just causing you to be a little bit congested. Okay. So I would imagine things are in bloom there. You guys have gotten a lot of rain recently, too, haven't you? Yeah. It's, it's just been a really cold and weird spring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it all sort of started in...
5: The, at the end of last summer, in the, in the, in the autumn of last summer. And it, there's mm-hmm. just some days
1: where it's better and other days where it's worse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you may have a mold issue going on, too. Did you guys have a water leak in your home? Um, maybe in our summer. We go to, to uh, New England for the summertime, so mm-hmm. it's very possible. Because mm-hmm. I'm seeing mold spores and I'm clearing
4: those out. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, you bet. So before you go back up to New England, go to homebiotic.com. And okay. that's what I was talking about before. It, yeah. it is this great stuff. It's non-toxic. It's got bacteria in it that eats the mold. I spray it in my washing machine, Sonia, you know, after I'm done doing a few loads and I let it dry out a little bit. And then I spray the daylights of the inside of that washing machine with that stuff. It has been a game changer. You know, washing machines smell moldy sometimes. Yes. Especially the front just, loader ones, and you just you spray, spray it on any surface. And and you spray it in the air as well. Is that you can? I spray it when I see mold, like in the shower. Sometimes a little mold will start to form. I've uh, I've used it around windows. I tell people I use it around the windowsills. You can okay. use it on drywall. You can use it on hardwood. You can use it on tile. You can use it on any surface. Okay, so go I will go to Home check Biotic com thank yeah you. I hope you feel better thank you, you bet thanks for thank calling yeah you you take care thank you, you bye. too bye bye all right everybody that went fast we are out of time and thank you to everybody that called in and if you didn't get on please call in again and I'll do my best to to try and get you on next time for those of you that are listening please rate this podcast wherever you listen to it iTunes or Stitcher or uh, wherever, it helps others find it. And also, if you read my book, Angelic Attendance or Angel Messages for Kids, please leave an Amazon review. Again, that helps others find it. I just finished the manuscript for the sequel to Angel Messages for Kids, and it's Angel Messages for Dogs. So I just got it back from my editor. It's been approved. I use a, a consultant who's an early childhood learning specialist. To help me with that, so that we can get the message to little people. And uh, I'm gonna have a ball with the illustrator illustrating this one. With that, everybody, I hope you have a great weekend and a terrific week. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Take
0: care. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan, and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan.